What a great match. I mean, 50 years on, do you still rate it there as one of the greatest matches you've not only seen but been involved in? Well, if, uh, of all the matches I've seen in some way, there's 500 uh, plus of those. I put that at number one, and uh, partly because it was the first tie in uh, the history of the game, but secondly because of the way it was played and uh, then the way the series went. It was a terrific thing to play against Frank Warren and his men, and it rejuvenated cricket because uh, in Australia we'd had two fairly ordinary series before that, and Sir Donald Bradman at the uh, team meeting, which he specially asked to attend the night before the game, he said that the selectors would look in kindly fashion this summer on players who served the public, who gave them value for the money they paid at the turnstiles. So it started all right. Yeah, and I, I understand, uh, reading some stuff written about it today, uh, Richie, that uh, Sir Don actually came and had a chat to you at, at tea on that final day? Well, that's not quite right. Um, every tea time in Brisbane, in every test match, uh, Sir Donald came down from the Queensland Executive Room and had a cup of tea. So it wasn't uh, a special thing that he did. He was there every time, and he might sit there on his own or someone might chat to him. But in this particular instance, Davidson, Alan Davidson and I were the not-out batsmen. We had our pads on, so we were sort of surrounding him. And um, it was at one point... Uh, Dave and I were discussing what tactics the West Indies might use. And uh, when there was a bit of silence, uh, Don said, uh, what are we going for, Richie, a win or a draw? <laughs> and uh, I said, we're going for a win, of course. And he didn't turn his head at all. He just kept looking straight out to the centre of the ground. And he said, I'm very pleased to hear it. Yes, well, the words would have still been ringing in your ear about how selection would favour those who were bold. I'm sure. You know, listening back to that commentary, um, it, it seems momentarily there was a little bit of confusion about what the result might have been. Did you know straight away, as soon as those stumps were broken, did you know straight away that it was a tie? Yeah, we, uh, we knew it was a tie, all right. Uh, all, all, all our players did. Uh, West Indies players weren't absolutely certain. And uh, in the commentary box, I think for a moment it was called a draw, but then that was changed uh, later on um, when it was uh, was retaped. Mm. The thing, the, fun, the, the funny thing about that is that I understand, you know, everything I've read about the match since, there were barely any spectators in the ground at the time. But, gee, as you said, Richie Benno, it certainly ignited interest once again in, in cricket and test cricket in, in particular, especially over that summer. Well, there were 4,100, probably 4,103 there the last day, uh, even though it was uh, obviously going to be some sort of an exciting day, although West Indies were favourites at the start of the uh, uh, the final few hours, and uh, that's not many. And um, I, 4,100, and I've spoken, I suppose, to 95,000 who claim they were there. <laughs> that's right. And did they all give you... I'm going to replay this for you. I wonder how many times you've, you've listened to this again, Richie Benno, and I wonder how many times you've gone over this particular ball and this shot in your memory. Listen to, listen to this. All back at his bowling mark. He was in, bowls to Benno. Benno tries to hook him, and he's out! Caught the edge, and he's caught behind by Alexander. Now, was the ball there to hook, Richie Benno? Yeah, yeah. Wes Hall was under the strictest possible instructions from uh, Frank Worrell not to bowl me a bouncer. <laughs> he ran up and bowled me a bouncer, 
Um, I, I think he may have forgotten on his walk back what Frank had said to him, or <laughs> it just came in short. But it was definitely hookable, and uh, if I'd got a little bit more, it would have gone over Alexander's head for four, and that would have been the end of things. Mm. But uh, I went for the hook, and uh, I was on my way back to the pavilion. So in the years since, and we've had 50 years, uh, how often have you thought, if only I had just ducked under that and then waited for the next ball and cover drove him for four or something? <laughs> No, no, no. I, I was just cranky. I didn't get off the meat of the bat because it would have been a spectacular way to win. Yeah. It seems that the cricket was played with a much different spirit back then. I mean, it's easy to compare cricket today with, with cricket from, you know, other eras, but just there seemed to be so much more bonhomie and, and, and good spirit in the game. And, and hearing, I was fortunate enough to go to a dinner once and hear Wes Hall talk about that test match and his great memories of it. It just seems like it was a really happy cricketing period. Oh yes, it was, but you've got to restrict it to that particular summer because uh, the reason Bradman came and talked to the team and said that uh, he wanted more value for the spectators was that the two pre... Although we won in 958-9, that was my first year as captain, it was a pretty ordinary series from the uh, entertainment point of view, and the one in 54-5 with Len Hutton captain and uh, the bowlers taking ages to bowl their overs uh, just to put pressure on uh, the Australian batsmen, uh, that also was an ordinary series. Uh, one of them we won and one we lost, but uh, the cricket played in the uh, West Indies series and in the other games around Australia... It was quite spectacular, and uh, that rejuvenated the game. There's no doubt about that. And it carried on uh, when we went to England. Uh, we issued a statement before we got off the boat. They had the press conference on the boat. We issued a statement uh, that said that um, we were going to play uh, the game. We were going to follow on from the West Indies, and um, we were going to bowl our overs quickly, waste no time. We didn't care if we were beaten in county games. Uh, but we were going to provide good value. And Wisden in 1962 wrote that this was, without doubt, uh, the most outstanding tour because uh, for once the uh, captain of the visiting side and his players lived up to what they said. Mm -hmm. Does it feel like... So it, wasn't, it wasn't just the tired test here. It did go on. Yeah. And the next year in Australia, 61-2, we had the biggest attendances at uh, Sheffield Shield matches uh, since the Bradman era. Does it feel like 50 years ago? Oh, it seems longer. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Richie, let's, let's because uh, I know I've got to let you go, but uh, let's, let's bring the clock forward to the present day. Of course, uh, the, the next test starts on a Thursday, and, uh, of course, Channel 9 will be showing it. Uh, what's your thoughts? Um, I mean, as a spin bowler, they've plucked Michael Beer out from relative obscurity. This is, I think, the 10th or 11th spinner we've tried since Shane Warne retired. Um, what do you feel about it all? Well, the, the important player is not uh, Michael Beer. Uh, he's been pulled from nowhere, as, uh, as you say, but the important player is Steve Smith because he's a brilliant young all-rounder. Uh, he's a wonderful fielder, one of the best uh, I've seen. He's a fine batsman, a good attacking batsman, and he's a promising leg-spin bowler. Uh, but he's got a long way to go. When uh, Bill O'Reilly, when I had dinner with Bill O'Reilly in 953, and he offered me advice that I then followed throughout my career. As I was going out of the room, hand on the door, his voice behind me said, it'll take you four years to do it. Mm. And he was quite right. It was 957 when I then went to South Africa and took more wickets in the season there than any other bowler had done in the history of South African cricket. So 
it's a four-year job. Well, it, just seems, when, it seems like we're not giving. We won't give a spin bowler four years to find their feet, will we, at the moment? Yeah, well, uh, there aren't... Uh, there have always been uh, spin bowlers around in every state side, but uh, uh, they uh, only once in a lifetime get a bowler like Warren. When, I, uh, when Warren asked me at a golf day down in uh, Melbourne if I could offer him any advice, this was right at the start of his career... Um, I said, well, I can't, uh, Shane, but I can give you the advice Bill O'Reilly gave me, and that is it'll take you four years to uh, to get it right. Mm. And um, Warren was so good that he did it in two years. Yeah, but he was so, a fr- he's a freak, though, absolute freak, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, but he but he was um, it was nothing more than a leg spin bowler, mm. and it was just that he he had the ability. No one knew he had that much ability when he got. 150 in his first match, and in Colombo, uh, he uh, at uh, one point had one for 395 in his test career. And then um, right. Aravinda de Silva, who was winning the match for uh, Sri Lanka, uh, hit McDermott down the ground, Border ran and took a wonderful catch, mm-hmm. almost impossible catch. And then Border ran straight from there to Warren, who had none for 390 or something at this stage <laughs> in test cricket, and he said, you're on... Next over, straight at that end, and Warren got three for nine off 11 balls. Yeah, yeah, turn the test, yeah, yeah. Richie, lovely to talk to you. Can Australia still win the Ashes, or are we really, is this now the time to start blooding some, some new talent and, and try and look to the future? Well, they're blooding plenty of talent at the moment. Mm. Uh, might, might be an idea to, uh, to blood less, but, uh, yeah, straight, but teams go through all this sort yep, of thing. absolutely. When we won in 1961 at Old Trafford, um, there was an article written saying that Benno should be sacked before the Test match because Australia were, uh, were not winning. Mm. So there you go. And That's now the way they, life is. And now they're calling for Ponting's head, which, you know, considering his record, I think is probably a little bit harsh. 